Across America and around the world, famous vintners and favorite destinations. We share the stories behind the wines. Welcome to Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack, on location in Napa Valley. Imagine owning a winery and a vineyard in Napa Valley. Now, imagine also owning a winery and a vineyard in the epicenter of Oregon's Willamette Valley Pinot Noir country on Ribbon Ridge. And now, imagine that in addition to Napa and Oregon, you're invited to Mendoza to make wine with Argentina's top producers, and you build a destination winery. Well, since this is a dream for most of us, why not imagine the wines you produce from each of these wineries in Napa, Oregon, and Mendoza are regarded by wine critics and wine lovers as the best from each region. You're not in this just for fun. Your wines are the real deal. Well, for one man from Houston, this dream is reality. Dr. Madaya Ravana is a cardiologist by trade and perhaps the most interesting man in the wine business because while he's been extremely successful, he is also very modest. He doesn't seek the limelight, but it seems to find him. I'd first learned of Dr. Ravana on the wine trails of Oregon. We met at the Destin Wine Auction where he generously donated an over-the-top package to Mendoza and then we reconnected in Napa Valley at his spectacular Tuscan Villa in St. Helena. There, we enjoyed the wines of Oregon's Alexana, Bodega Corazon del Sol in Mendoza, and the crown jewel of his wine properties, Ravana Family Vineyard. And the obvious question here, how did he acquire this amazing property and build this wine empire that stretches from one hemisphere to another? He shared the story in this exclusive interview. Ryan, this was a little over 21 years ago, and my first love for the vineyard developed in Tuscany when I was there. So, came for a medical meeting and met this realtors to look for a, a small piece of property, and they soon enough found this property, but there were two different owners. There was one that was six acres, the other one was five acres. So, the one on the five acres was on the market, this part wasn't. So, my real friends knew that the gentleman that lived here was a contractor. He was getting ready to retire. So we were able to buy this property before it went on the market, which was incredible. As you know, this is right on 29 and prime location. And uh, when I bought this, there was nothing here. No, no, what, what you see is like a total makeover. There was no vineyard. There was no winery. This house was here. We remodeled it. And uh, landscape, everything that you saw. And uh, that was uh, 21 years ago. Then we hired Jim Barber. He was one of the great viticulturists. Um, he planted the vineyard. Very soon I met Heidi Barrett, great winemaker, one of the best in the business. So she was our winemaker starting first vintage 2001. Yeah. So in 2004, I built the winery that we just uh, toured, uh, Tuscan style, because that's where I, uh, my love for Tuscany, that's how I you know, fell in love with the vineyards. and. Um, 
and a great builder. The same builder that built the Horland, same uh, landscape architect that uh, did amazing architecture in the Napa um, wineries. So I used everybody amazing, starting from the builder to the landscape architect to the um, viticulturist to the winemaker. So I'm very happy here. I love it. Just it is incredible. Yeah, St. Helena. I mean, this area, uh, the town itself, uh, we're on the north side here on the way to Calistoga. Uh, this is setting here. It's a, a little, the valley's a little tighter here. It has a different feel, doesn't it? Yeah. This is the narrowest part of the Napa Valley here. Um, so we have this um, sedimentary volcanic soil, Marquemas. And on one side, we have the, uh, the Howell Mountain on the other side. So we get all... Um, the nice keeps it warm and it's really actually it's very good for Cabernet as well as other Bordeaux varietals except for the Melbach doesn't do very well here that's interesting (laughs) I mean it is interesting uh, that you know even in Napa Valley where people would say hey you could grow anything that you've got varietals that maybe don't do as well right yeah and we we have the example here we initially planted Melbach didn't really do really well we had to replant uh, a different clone of um, Cabernet so this is um, the lower 10 acre property only close to about 9 acres planted and uh, most of it is with Cabernet Cabernet clone 7 337 we also have clone 4 clone 6 C clone and a very small portion of Petit Verdot so this uh, we make you know about 1500 cases and in a good vintage uh, maybe less in other times uh, we have even that we hand select we don't use all the fruit for our estate only select blocks there are eight blocks out of which uh, we probably use only six blocks for our estate and we also have a very sweet spot called Block 6, make an amazing wine. We make uh, like 100 cases. And uh, so, you know, it's a beautiful ground. You can't imagine surrounded by other vineyards, but it's, it's a special spot. We're getting that cool afternoon breeze on an 85-degree day here now. We know it cools off at night. And before I talk too much more about vineyards and varietals, we've tasted through wines here this afternoon. Your day job, you're a cardiologist in Houston. You said you fell in love with wine in Tuscany. I know you you were in Napa many years ago. So, I mean, you have to have a pretty strong passion for wine to do what you've done, right? I mean, this is a... You don't do this part-time. No, this is yeah, almost full-time to me. You know, I spend a lot of time of people that help me manage it. But I have really highest quality people that you can find in this business. Great winemaker now, Thomas River Brown, and viticulturist. We still have the same, Jim Barber, and great staff. You met some of them, and management is great. So we are... Uh, doing uh, really well and I'm fortunate to have all these people helping me Uh, it is a first class operation I know at Alexana uh, Corazon del Sol and in Mendoza as well can't not mention 
Argentina. I'm looking forward to visiting that winery as well at some point. Um, talk about the, the synergy, and we touched on this a little bit in Destin, in the middle of a chaotic and fun day in Destin, which, by the way, you had an amazing package you donated to uh, the Destin folks down there, so thank you for that. Uh, talk about that, the synergy between Napa Valley, your first winery, and then Oregon and Mendoza. I think what's impressive about that is it's not, you know, it's not like you, you have three different wineries in Napa or three different wineries in the Northwest or wherever it may be. It's very distinctive, different places and wines and cultures and everything, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I always have, you know, Burgundy, I love, uh, started with Bordeaux, so I love Bordeaux. So I developed a taste for Burgundy, and I had only one wine when we started out here. We make over 25 wines now. So here we make about five Cabernets, and uh, also a little bit of Chardonnay. And in, you know, it was uh, that what led me to Burgundy. I mean, Burgundy, uh, the wine that I love, I still collect some of the great Burgundies. And those wine in Oregon are very Burgundian in style, same latitude. Yep. Even all the Burgundy uh, people from France are buying the property there and making yeah, wine. Sure, yeah. So this, I started in 05, in, way before some of these people. And I went, I met Lynn Penarash in Houston. She was visiting one of the best winemakers in Oregon. And I uh, talked to her about making some Pinot. She said, yes. So soon enough, well, let me go and find out. Let me look at it. I've never been to Oregon before. And looked at it, very impressed. Toured some of the best uh, wineries, sampled wines uh, with Lynn. And I was convinced that these are some of the best Pinot Noir in the, in the country and the world. You know, some of those rival Burgundies. Uh, so I was very fortunate to find this 80-acre property. You have seen it. Uh, right in Dundee Hill, Red Hills of the Dundee Hills. Great vineyard. Nobody knew. I didn't even know when I bought it because it was all forest. Only 16 acres was planted when I bought it. Rest was so we had to able to clear. We tested the soil. And it's amazing that this vineyard has 18 different soil types millions of years ago. That's where the um, volcanic and uh, marine, all that met in that location. It's almost towards the end of the Dandy Hills, beginning with the Carlton District. Unusual um, location for this vineyard. And I think we were lucked out, and we, as you have tried, and we're actually producing some of the world-class Pinot Noirs there. Uh, you definitely are. Uh, Brian Weil, and uh, we, we love those wines, and your winemaker there. I want to just put this on pause for a moment because you just said 18 different soil types in one vineyard which you know is absolutely stunning when you stop and think about it even to have i mean we get it when you go up an elevation or you know maybe over a few blocks and you've got in oregon you've got that red jory soil or maybe you've got you know a different type of alluvial soil but i mean to have 18 different soil types in one vineyard i mean that's a blessing, but also it can create some wide variances in what uh, you know your your flavor profile is, right? Yeah, we love it yeah. because we have been able to test the soil and plant 
as different um, rootstocks and clones in different parts of the vineyard. And if you taste our wine, our estate wine, which is a blend of all these 10 different, we have 10 different clones of Pinot Noir planted, including the Latash clone. So it gives um, the, a lot of complexity to the wine. And, uh, you know, we've been in the top 100 already there in a short time. Uh, and may, we have made up to 95 point wines this year. Uh, Brian killed it. And we love Brian, and he made several 94, 90, uh, 95 point wines, which is uh, an amazing review. And uh, we are considered one of the top wineries now in Oregon in a short period of time. Here we are in Napa talking about Oregon, <laughs> which is funny. Everybody in Oregon will be thrilled to hear that, of course. But yeah, back to Napa, too. You, you, know, you obviously, what, number four on Wine Spectator's Top 100 in 2010 with your Cabernet here. In 2010, and to put that in perspective, you bought the property in 1998. Uh, your first vintage was what year? 2001. Our 2007 vintage is the one got number four, okay. best wine, and number one Cabernet overall okay. in the Top 100. Amazing. Yeah, that... So we were in 2014, we were in top 100 again. So we've done that twice. So we are very fortunate uh, to have this peaceful ground. It's amazing, great winemaker, viticulture management. What do you attribute that to? I mean, you just said viticulture management land, but to do that in what in wine terms is literally your infancy, right? Less than 10 years in, in... in business, in the wine business, and you're in, you know, wine specters to be in the top 100, let alone the top 10, you know, what could you put your finger on that made that happen? It's always the quality. We went for the quality. We didn't cut no, uh, you know, corners whatsoever, starting from the preparing the soil. We prepared this soil where we deep-ripped six feet in two different directions so the the vines can grow freely, take deeper, and so it can get all the complexity from the soil. Okay. And then we put drainage tiles wherever it's necessary so there's no water standing in this vineyard ever. Unless it rains, it, it drains quickly. Sure. We have a sump pump at the end, so anything moisture is, is pumped out. Um, so that plus you know this is a great location um, and the vineyard of course makes great wine is, and winemakers that's the most important thing as you know is the vineyard and the way we care for it the way we take care of the grapes and then comes the winemaker equipment we have everything we even, we even have a um, the optical sorter in our winery, very small winery. So we spend, uh, you know, we do everything that we can to make the best wine. Yeah, you made a big investment here and in Oregon and in Argentina. Um, it's just amazing to be here and contrast, you know, what what's going on in Oregon. And I just think of, again, how different things are. I mean, it's one thing to stay in the same general area be one thing to have a a winery in napa and one in sonoma or different parts of the valley or whatever but 
you know, in Oregon, you contrast harvest with what happens in Napa Valley. And I'm not saying that there hasn't ever been a, we know there's been rain come through here at harvest every few years, but in Oregon every year, it's, hey, it could be 90 degrees up until August 31st and then rain for two weeks, right? So it's very different when it comes harvest time, isn't it? Yes, definitely. The The weather is more variable, for sure. But the vineyard management, again, the winemaking make a big influence. They're used to this. So they don't have to deal with that. That's the critical part of it. So, yeah. um, it's interesting. Tell us about Mendoza. Never been there. It's on my bucket list. Uh, the pictures I see of your winery and the setting with the Andes Mountains, I mean, it looks, it just, it's, uh, I mean, I can't put it into words. It's just so absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, first time I went to Argentina was 2008. And I went to this uh, wine uh, bar owned by the people called Wines, V-I-N-E-S of Mendoza. They have a lot of acreage they were planting and people can buy a private vineyard. And they manage the vineyard and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll buy a few acres, see how things go. They're taking care of the vineyard and they also have a little winery they can make wine for me. So that attracted me. So I bought, initially started out with eight acres and planted. Soon I bought a little more and then they offered me to be a part of the winemaker's village where there are multiple wineries okay. are built in the front. So I was invited to that. So I bought that and I built the winery uh, four years ago. And the property there uh, is, is so variable though. It's a soil and they have thousands of acres. I bought in three locations uh, to give a better a different microclimate yep, yep. so that was my thing in the beginning that's why I bought it in different places yep. so where we have built the winery it looks like Chetunadupa mm-hmm. this soil there's so much rocks there and so we ended up planting you know uh, uh, some of the Rhone varietals and uh, Grenache and uh, Mauvais and Syrah and we were the first one to produce uh, a Chetuna Dupas style of wine from Argentina. So our winemaker, their consulting winemaker is uh, Santiago Ochoa, well-known, great winemaker. And then the vineyard management there, again, is uh, critical. And the winery, we have all the best equipment. It's a beautiful modern winery. Um, um, it's just uh, exciting to be part of that uh, Argentina. I know Argentina is going through a lot, but we are dealing with it. Yeah. So I think we are producing, not all the wines are released yet. I know for sure we'll produce one of the best wines from Argentina. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> I'm sure you will, my friend. I have, I have absolutely no doubt you will, <laughs> based on the past performance in Napa Valley and in Oregon. So... Are you done? Are you thinking about other wineries, other regions? I mean, is there something else up your sleeve here? You know, I always loved Italy. If I did anything, that would be something in Tuscany, where is my heart, you know, all the passion started. And um, so that's possible. 
Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes, yes, yes for sure. <laughs> well, good to see you, my friend. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. Dr. Madaya Ravana sharing his story in an exclusive interview. And my only regret from that afternoon in Napa is that we did not record our tasting room segment. But I guess that gives us an excuse or an opportunity to revisit Napa and spend more time with Dr. Ravana at his incredible estate. Now, to learn more, visit RavanaWine.com. If you're interested in his Oregon winery, that's AlexanaWinery.com. And on that homepage, you'll see the vineyard set on Ribbon Ridge with those Oregon evergreens in the backdrop. It is absolutely gorgeous. And if you're like me, Mendoza is on your bucket list. Visit CorazonDelSoul.com. 300 days of sunshine, the Andes in your backyard. And yeah, those wines, well, you won't taste those anywhere else in the world. Thanks to Dr. Ravana for taking time to share his story with us. And just a hunch, but I think we'll be revisiting his wineries again soon. Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.